Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go. I was just looking on Twitter, and uh, Cody Davis put up a preview of the Rockets and the Nets tonight. It looks like an article. And I started thinking about like Rocket fans who were buying tickets like before the season for certain guys they wanted to see come to Toyota Center. Like some kid probably oh, yeah. got some kid was probably a Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving fan and got Nets Rockets tickets for Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. bro, you're getting Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> you, you ain't getting KD or Kyrie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> Just completely gone, dismantled. Gutted. That's uh. Yeah, the NBA, the NBA is in a weird spot right now. It's almost like because people, in some respects, they'll say the younger generation has become more of a fan of individual players than teams themselves, or at least that has more of a, an influence now. And yet, it's also becoming harder to actually watch your favorite player. <laughs> like on any given night, if you buy tickets, he might be getting load managed that yep. night. It's just. Um, it's in a weird spot, and the guy's moving so quickly and frequently from, from team to team. Like, there's, there's a lot of player movement in the NFL, obviously, but not as quickly, especially among superstars because of the franchise tag. See, James Harden had 20 dimes last night, Seth? 20 assists last night. You know who James Harden's career might end up mimicking, Sean? Who, 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 who? The comparison that people always make. Yeah, give it to the me. The James Harden-Fran Tarkenton connection. <laughs> Where uh, <laughs> Fran Targenden, I believe he played seven years in Minnesota, then went to go play for the Giants in the Northeast for five years. Right. And then he came back and played like another seven years with the Vikings. He was, uh, it was a weird, it's rare that a guy comes back from whence he came and, and plays along, you know, not just like a final token right. couple of years. Right. Yeah, so James Harden will be much like a Fran Tarkenton. You bringing up Fran Tarkenton on the show today, if someone had told me before the show, I said, that doesn't surprise me. He's a small quarterback who liked to run around a lot. I didn't think it would be in the context of James Harden. Uh, you are a versatile performer, Seth Payne. I will Did tell you, you that. How do you pronounce his name? Fran Tarkenton. Oh, I thought you said Fran Tarkington. I may have. I thought you pulled like an orangutan. I thing may there. have. Yeah, you know, like uh, people. <laughs> I can guarantee nothing. Ben's got the audio in there. I might have said it. Fran orangutan. Sue me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here is a here is a story. I'm a sucker for these kinds of stories when it comes to do I want this guy? Do I want to hire this guy for my job opening? And uh, maybe it's the former hirer of people in me that loves stuff like this. Um, but C.J. Stroud, who I. I, I I've been open about the fact I like Bryce Young better than C.J. Stroud. Bruce Feldman's article where he has a bunch of observations from the Combine. I, I recommend going and finding this because it's not super nerdy stuff. It's just it's it's a bunch of coaches giving him some intel and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, we just got yeah. done reading about a guy who basically took some Anthony Richardson video into the bathroom and put a sock on the door for the most part. Like, uh, yeah, I'm so excited about Anthony Richardson. I do like this kind of stuff that, because it's not um, – the, they aren't anonymous reports of breaking news or anything. This feels like a relatively harmless anonymous quote. Yes. These are stories or opinion. Like these are actual guys' opinions. Instead of instead of Ian Rappaport basically saying, 
league insiders feel like yeah. Deshaun Watson might demand or expect to be traded. This is actually guys flat out saying, yeah, this is an anonymous GM saying this is opinion on what the Texans should do right. or what he thinks Casario would do instead of trying to frame it like some kind of breaking news. Um, this is, okay, so the, this piece, it, Feldman's got stuff in here about Stroud, all the stuff about his high-level NFL accuracy, his vision, his football IQ, but he says this, Seth. Stroud just didn't just shine on the field, but off it as well in his interviews and even in between them. Quick story. Ooh. Quick story, he says. Early, Give me a quick story, anonymous bro. Early in the week in Indy, Stroud was amid other prospects in the speed dating circuit of formal interviews, being escorted from one suite to another inside Lucas Oil Stadium to meet with front office folks, coaches, and scouts. Then he yes. spotted a familiar face. An NFL team staffer he recognized from a recruiting trip he took to a school that he didn't attend. Even okay. though the guy wasn't one of the coaches who had actually been a point person in his recruitment, so this wasn't his contact or anything. It was just a guy yeah. he met at a school. Stroud not only remembered him, what? He, al- he also remembered his now 12-year-old son who he'd met on the recruiting trip four years ago. He, oh, that's a big one. He even asked to FaceTime with the kid right then and there and proceeded to laugh it up with his little buddy like he was the kid's uncle. So much for combine jitters. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like that story. <laughs> CJ Stroud remembers names. He remembers people. He remembers people, kids. People, uh, man, the bar is lowered in a lot of ways, guys. It's all you have to do if you're a prospect or something. If you can remember somebody at all, even if you don't remember their names, but just that they had a kid or something, and you're a top quarterback prospect, the bar will be lowered, and you'll be roundly thought of as a hell of a guy. Uh, you're not a – because, like, I mean, truth be told, there are some guys that are just so – into themselves that they just don't pay attention to stuff like that. The, the, so, and and that is, that's a genuinely good story about CJ Well, here's Stroud. why I like hearing that, because I think it was Stroud. You know, these guys all got asked about specific meetings with specific teams. Yeah. Um, and Stroud, I think it was, got asked about Atlanta. And he said, yeah, you know, I met the head coach and the GM and the offensive coordinator, and he didn't mention any of them by name. I'm like, oh, that would have been good if he could have said, yeah, I met Arthur Smith and I met so-and-so. And I, that would have been – I know, I know. But I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing him for it. I'm, not, I'm just oh, saying – like, yeah. That would have been yeah. next level if he's like, yeah, I met so-and-so. And so, like, if he's able to recite names of people he met in 15-minute speed dating interviews like that. Sean, you know what? The other day I was telling you about how I'd, I'd learned that, um, you know, that practice – early in life, but I couldn't remember where, where if you're going to interview or if you're going to meet, you try to, you do it like a scouting report. You try to, you try to learn as much as you can about the people you're going to meet. Yeah. If you're going to speak at a company, instead of just giving your normal shtick, you at least try to learn something about the company and the major, you know, the, the major players at the, so you can talk to them about their situation. Customize um, it, yeah. But like, you know, I think I actually learned it from was from a John Grisham book, The Firm, which when, um, this, this part didn't make the movie, I don't think. But in the book, Mitch McDeer, the Tom Cruise character, he shows up at this law firm and he basically like knew every partner in the firm already and like a little tidbit about them, like where they went to Dude. college and everything. Yeah, like, man. Some guy tried to upend him and he's just like, oh, hey, Chuck, yeah, I remember you, uh, you played ball at whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and people are very impressed with that. Yeah, they'll... Uh, but it all goes back to what Abraham Lincoln said. You talk to somebody about themselves and they'll listen for hours. <laughs> that's, that's, that's there's great no greater advice. compliment you can give somebody than to know something about them to talk about it. I like this. Stri- I'm telling you, like I, I, 
I've got a talk myself into scale on all these quarterbacks. I'm at 10 on Bryce Young. I don't need to be sold on yeah. Bryce Young. Uh, the combine, going into the combine, I was at a four on Stroud yeah. to talk myself into. The combine put him at a five. This story, okay. this story puts him at a solid 9.9. No, I'm just kidding. Well, what if I told you, what if I told you, spoiler alert, yeah. it doesn't end all that well for Abraham Lincoln. Uh, so I like, hmm. is that. Does that, does, that, does that affect your judgment at On C.J. Stroud as quarterback for the Houston <laughs> yeah. Texans. It's got me thinking. Ultimately, Lincoln no. kind of a failure. No, no, no. I, I'm, uh, a, I, I'm just... at a six. I'm at a six on Stroud. I'm going to talk myself I feel like if, if Lincoln had had more. End well. If it weren't for that damn top hat, he would have had better maybe like perimeter. He would have been able to wheel around more quickly or something. Him and his damn pompous stovepipe hat. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. And his little... Parables about life, like talking about people people wanting to he talk about themselves. Gabbing away to Mary Todd when all of a sudden, ow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, oh. <laughs> hey. Hey, what's going on here? It's a burning right, sensation. Sorry, too, too soon. I'm yeah. sorry. Too soon. <laughs> right, right. It was only three centuries ago. Um, well, Anthony, this is a text, trailer wheel and frame text page on the heels of us uh, gushing or reading a gushing account of Anthony Richardson, 7799. Will Anthony Richardson be this year's Trey Lance and someone will overpay for him? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's so, all, but it's a quite, I think this, because uh, earlier we had read that text from somebody who was, you know, uh, really freaked out by Anthony Richardson having a completion percentage in the 50s. Um, I think the team that takes Anthony Richardson will full well understand that it's a huge gamble. And that's why I don't I, – that's why I think it rules out a few teams that just might not have that same risk tolerance right now. Um, and I think the Texans are one of them. I, I could be wrong. But I think the team that takes Anthony Richardson knows that he is extreme boomer bust – and you got to hope if you're the coach or the GM that the owner is on board with, you know, taking that journey and taking that risk, but that ultimately it might just not work out and you know it going into it. Yep. Um, this is a really good article by Feldman. I'm just kind of skimming some of the other bullet points. It's 10 big takeaways from the combine. Um, Nolan Smith is a guy we've not talked about very much and who I think should be on the radar for the Texans, the edge rusher from Georgia. Yeah. Who probably his most prominent moment at the combine, we've got audio of it here in a second, was when he was asked about the Jalen Carter situation. He's, of course, former teammates with Jalen Carter at Georgia, and he got very emotional thinking about Devin Willock, his former teammate who died in the drag racing incident, along with that Georgia staffer who passed away. Um, Nolan Smith, former five-star recruit, ran a four three nine forty at six two two thirty eight. Dude, six two two thirty eight. His vertical was forty one and a half inches, and he ran a four three nine forty. And his most memorable moment from the combine was probably when he was asked about the Jalen Carter situation. And here's what he had to say: "That's my guy. You know, when that's one person that." Never By the way, did pause for a second. Wrong. Pause for a second. He's t- here. He's talking about Devin Willick, not Jalen Carter. When he's crying, I just want to be clear because he's using pronouns. He was asked about the Jalen Carter arrest, and he's talking about Devin Willick, his teammate that died in the car crash. There that's you go. my guy. You know, when that's one person that never did anything wrong, and I got sensitive in Cincinnati, I get sensitive talking about it just because I love him. And um, he never did anything wrong in his three years. He was supposed to graduate. Most people don't know his, his brother passed like that, and I'm just I'm sorry to his mama. No one should. No one should live like that. You know. No one should deserve to die like that. 
He never did wrong. I'm sorry for my language. He never did anything wrong. Three years in a row, that man showed up, worked in day in and day out. And um, he a two-time natty champ, man. You know? And it's written in stone. So um, that's all I'm going to say. And I said earlier, she laughed. She just understand that what I didn't mean. Devin, I love you, baby. In 7-7, you living forever. You know, do it for Dev. That's what I tell them boys at Georgia. You lost a brother. Do it for Dev. I'm sorry to get emotional, man. I'm the juice guy, man. Y'all good. But um, this is my first time talking about it. Um, Cincinnati, they brought it up, and I got emotional, too, just because I care. It's not like we don't play football. Most people think it's just a game, man. Those are my brothers that I go out there with. We eat together. We be in the locker room together. We shower together. We get in the hot tub together. So it's it's more than a game. Most people think it's just a game. But especially at Georgia, man, that connection piece real. When you sit in a school session with somebody and learn their life story, you will give them an extra inch. You will come pick him up during the workout. And that's what we do at Georgia, you know. Any kid that goes there, if they call me or ask me for anything, they know foe always going to be there. That's what I tell them. Come lean on foe. That was good stuff. I could see D'Amico Ryan's liking Nolan Smith a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just talking about the bond with his teammates and things like that. I think it might be. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think with Nolan Smith, like, and I hate saying this, like, after coming off of that, because that was a very nice, uh, very nice tribute he gave to his teammate. Um there's there's a little bit to like he's he's an athletic freak and yet he played at a great um and a great defense and didn't necessarily uh produce the way that his physical numbers would suggest that he would. That got Trayvon um, Walker drafted first overall last year. <laughs> yeah, like remember I was skeptical of Trayvon Walker last year for the same reason. Like, okay, if you're that much of a physical freak and you're playing on a good defense, I don't see you winning necessarily a whole lot of one-on-one one, one -on -one pass rushes uh, in a classical style. And that's where, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if his physical performance moves him up as much um, as – as some people have it doing just because of that. Like yeah. that there's I, and more the, some of these times and some of these performances by some of these guys are just getting it, it, like kind of freakish in terms of just, all right, these guys can't possibly be like, you look at Nolan Smith and you could say, if you look at the numbers, the combine numbers, you're like, okay, well those are wide receiver numbers. And yet obviously he's not as fast as a wide receiver. And guys are just getting really good at doing the tests. Um, you know, yeah. he can't play wide receiver. He doesn't actually move like that. And yet he's a really, really good tester. That's different than being a good football player. Um, and I think, I don't think he's going to be a bad football player, but I don't think that he's like vaulted up to, uh, I, I don't, I don't see him being the guy that D'Amico falls in love with. No, well not. I mean, he's, and I'm not saying take him with the second pick or the 12th pick either. I'm just yeah. saying like, if he's, you know, he's a guy that I think Seth, if we're listing things that if we were listing just by position, the things they're most likely to come away with in the first two days of the draft, they've got five picks as of right now, they, that could change. They can move around and get more. They can move around and have less. I feel really confident that in those first two days, I think they're coming away with a quarterback. I think they yeah. are coming away with a tight end, and I think they are coming away with an edge rusher. I like. I feel really good about those three positions being being part of the five picks that they've got in the first two days. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Um, what did you say? The the la what was your last one? Edge rusher, you said a tight end, tight oh, end, an edge rusher. Yeah, tight, yeah. yeah, tight end, edge I, rusher, I and quarterback. Know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the tight end part. I guess I just I, I think they're gonna, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, 
on a Tuesday. Um, franchise tags uh, are, need to be handed out by 3 p.m. today. There is one player in particular who is not getting a franchise tag whose eventual signing will have a big, big impact on the Houston Texans. We will tell you who that is next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh... Orlando Brown is uh, was the left tackle for the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. This is important for Texan fans. They are not going to use the franchise tag on Orlando Brown, the Chiefs. They're going to let him hit free agency. And this is kind of a big offseason for Laramie Tunsil because he wants an extension. We know that he wants a top-of-market extension. Here is uh, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network on the Orlando Brown situation. The Chiefs will not use the franchise tag on left tackle Orlando Brown. Kind of a surprise here. A lot of folks thought maybe that would be at least a placeholder for these sides to work out a deal. But the Chiefs telling Brown and his agents today the number's just too high. Now, it would have been around $20 million. It would have been 120% increase from last year when he got the first tag at 16 and change. They offered him a deal somewhere around 18 on average last year to try to get it done. Didn't get it done. They were frustrated that they weren't able to come to an agreement. So... Barring some kind of extension from the Chiefs to Orlando Brown in the next week, which seems unlikely right now, given that they value him below that second tag, 
The Pro Bowl Super Bowl winning left tackle is headed toward free agency, and I expect him to have a number of suitors. Look, he's not like that elite, elite left tackle out there, but he's a guy who just plays winning football, played on the right side in Baltimore, proved he could move to the left side in Kansas City. I expect multiple suitors for Orlando Brown in free agency next week. He's been a Pro Bowler the last four seasons, Seth. He, um, yeah. he of course, th- you know, it was the year he got drafted was back in 2018. He was, he was the talk of the draft cycle this time five years ago because remember he was supposed to be a first round pick and he had a horrible combine he only benched yeah, he, 225 like a dozen times or something like that he ran a he ran a 5.85 second 40 yeah like yeah almost six seconds it was really really bad he yeah. ended up getting picked uh, and yet 83rd he just overall played football really well yeah, yeah yeah it turns out he's been a good player he was with the ravens for a few years playing right tackle he was never going to play left tackle because they had ronnie stanley already so he got traded to the chiefs they move him to left tackle. He played well for the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs don't want to do a franchise tag with him. This will be one for Texan fans to keep an eye on, Seth, what happens with Orlando Brown over the next week or so when free agency starts um, on Monday. The, the legal tampering period begins on Monday, and teams can start signing guys from other teams on Wednesday next week when the league year begins. Um, Laramie Tunsil has made no secret of the fact that he wants – to get a contract extension, and he wants it to be a very lucrative contract extension. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. he's probably Laramie Tunsil has was. I mean, I didn't watch every Chiefs game, so I can't sit here and go Laramie Tunsil snap by snap was better than Orlando Brown. I just know Laramie Tunsil was really good last year for the Texans, and he's yeah, already and he's um, already making twenty two million a year. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I just so what are you saying? Just if Orlando Brown goes out and gets a deal, then that's a template for maybe. Tunsil, yeah, I'm just or, saying I'm gonna keep an okay. eye on it. Yeah, just to see if yeah. it, if it resets the market, you know, if it, and it puts pressure on the Texans to get something done with Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, I think that Laramie Tunsil is probably something that the Texans want to look at. Is like, hey, okay, we can get ahead of the curve here and not have to pay like ideally if you're signing a guy up before he hits free agency then you're not paying actual free agent rates or top of the market rates um Laramie Tunsil might have a different opinion about that that's where uh the the beautiful art of deal structuring can come in and uh, sometimes you can sometimes you get a deal that you can that one side can say hey look I'm the highest paid offensive lineman and the other side can say yeah but okay we've got some safeguards in here too so that if things go south or what have you it's uh it's so I I, I expect the Texans to figure that out sometime soon yeah show- as far as Orlando Brown the Texans just probably like it's nice to be in this position where they don't have to feel like they got to go out and bid on a free agent to lock down their tackle oh position. for sure yeah I don't think that was going to be the case at all I'm just curious what he I'm just curious what he ends up getting in free agent he's a really good player who would normally I think for a lot of teams be franchise tag but my guess is the Chiefs have a lot of issues because they're paying Patrick Mahomes 45 million bucks and Travis Kelsey whatever and Chris Jones yeah. I mean they had to, they had to cut they're cutting Frank Clark now uh, for financial reasons, so they're you know they're dealing with what you deal with when you win Super Bowls with expensive quarterbacks. Yeah, it gets harder every single year, and um, you know this year the there were a lot of reasons that the Chiefs might have regressed without uh, Tyree Kill and and whatnot. But it gets even harder this year because they got to say goodbye to more people. So it gets like it's that much more pressure on Pat Mahomes. Should I? Um, let me ask you a question. I, I got my business cards here. And it's it's got Payne and Pendergast on here. It's got my my cell phone number and my email. They're nice and there's really nice business cards. Should I be worried that there's only a hundred of them in this box? Um, in some way, because usually when you get business cards, they're in like a really long box. You know, this one is yeah. looks 
Should I? This looks like a deck of cards almost. Should I be worried that they they only see me being a, a valued member of the team for a hundred business I, cards worth of stuff? I I think you should be worried that you actually ask them for business cards to hand out. And Why? That they might look at you like a dinosaur now. What are you talking like, about? Like somebody that request came in from somewhere, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, there's a guy asking for what? So uh, I guess it's a business card. Do you know how we go about doing that?" And then somebody had to look it up on Wikipedia, and they realized, like, "Oh." Oh, like in olden times. I, okay, yeah. I Let's, held get off. That. Let's get that sports radio I guy. I held off on doing this, but it reached a point where I was out and about doing stuff for the station enough to where enough people said, do you have a card? And I would yeah, always say, yeah. no, I don't. Give me yours, and I'll text you my information. And I just think that's, you know, that's uh, second rate. I like to say, yeah, I've got yeah. one right here for you. Isn't there, shouldn't there be, I feel like maybe there have been a ton of apps that have tried to do that and none has grabbed on it. Shouldn't there be a really, really simple and easy way to have like a business card style sharing of contacts? Probably, yeah. Or is it, can you do that with iPhone? Should you just be able to, I know you can share your contact, like your own personal info, but Next I guess that's, I don't like getting a business card because I know what I do with them. I, I lose them or I put them somewhere and I don't look at it again. I would rather get somebody's like contact in my phone. I usually take them and I put them, I transcribe them into my phone and then I throw them away. And once they're in my phone, they're in my yeah. phone. But it's an easy way to do it without having to get out your phone while you're with the person. Like, oh, thanks for your information. I tuck it in my pocket and then yeah. I can continue the conversation with them. That's where um, they need to make it a QR code instead. I agree. Yeah, that would, that would be good. Yeah, that that, that part does code. make me feel a bit like a dinosaur. It's not the presence of a cardboard piece of paper with my name on it. It's the lack of a QR code. Good call, Seth. I've got I've got Adobe. One of my Adobe things is I got the whole spiel on Adobe. So like one of them is Adobe Scan, and then you can do the business cards there too. But it never it doesn't seem like it's integrated as yeah. well as it should. Uh, I'm going to New Kids on the Block tonight, and the uh, company suite are. <laughs> It's the rodeo show tonight. Is New Kids on the Block? I, I know. I just. Well, I think a lot of people just, in Houston know that New Kids is coming tonight. I, I know, but we just got done talking about what a dinosaur you are for wanting a business card. Okay, well, I'm going to lean into it then. Yeah, I'm going to go see New Kids on the Block. Go screw yourself. So, uh, so uh, our CEO is going to be in the suite, the company suite. Would that be a real high level question for me to ask him? Like, so how many people order business cards? That would really impress yeah, him, don't you, you think? I bet he has business cards. I bet he does, too. Yeah. I bet he does, too. I'm going to ask him. And then <laughs> and then if he does, I'm going to say, you know who thinks you're old? My co-host, Seth Payne. Does, that, does he have an assistant? He probably has an assistant that carries around his probably, business cards. Probably. So. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So. That's, um, I don't know, yeah, 100? Yeah, you got to be judicious in who you hand those out to. I know. I know. I uh, I'd be careful handing those out. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I may just need to march into the boss's office after the show and say, hey, look, do you only see me being with the company 100 business cards worth of time? <laughs> um, that's like one networking event for you. Yeah. I know, dude. Look, that's, I'm not used to being able to hold all my business cards in my hand like that. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. No, I am going to see New Kids on the Block tonight, and I'm excited about it. At least I was until 45 seconds. Is it the original? Ago. Oh, yes. Is it all the original members? I would love to know. Yes, I believe so. I don't know if the... Was that the one the Wahlbergs were part of? Were they part of New Kids on the Block? Well, Mark was not. It was Mark's older brother, Donnie. Donnie yeah. Now of uh, hamburger fame. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the, it was Donnie Wahlberg. And, Wahlberg, and then when his little, uh, his little younger brother... Who tried to sell himself as sell himself off as like this super tough dude 
from Boston, who it turns out would just actually just harass kids of other races. Uh, like when he was a 15-year-old, he got arrested for harassing really? um, 10-year-old black kids at the beach. Yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg did? Yeah, uh, Mark, oh yeah, Marky Mark was a little punk, yeah. He, like, uh, abused some old Vietnamese uh, guy, uh, like a Korean war vet. Dude. It was all, it was all, it was the whole big deal. Yeah. Really? Like, young, young Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg will still tell stories about how tough he was and how he never lost a fight. I'm like, dude, you're picking on 10 year old black kids. Of course, yeah. Okay. You never lost a fight because you were abusing kids who were younger than I you. I didn't okay. know that part of the story. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Which was, uh, it was long in his past and whatnot. Now he does ads for the Catholic Sure, team, so sure. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I, I like his work now. I think he's been good in some of the. I thought he was, thought he was incredible in Boogie Nights. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if Donnie Wahlberg's. I know that jo- is it Jordan I, uh, is the main. I, guy? Look, no, I fully. Yeah, people can change, and he grew up in a tough neighborhood sure. and everything. But like, it's uh, it's uh, it's when he still tries to pr- throw himself out there as a tough guy. Right. Like, right. Like he's done that recently. Yeah. You know, when when some guy when some little guy is telling you that he got in fights every day but never lost a fight, you know, guy that guy's full of crap. Yeah. Like nobody that gets in fights every day has never lost a fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know at what age you're no longer considered a boy band. I just know New Kids on the Block is way past that age. They're a man band. They are a man yeah. band, yeah. I would Sean's love to, going to watch a man band tonight. I am. I, I would love to know the list of all the medications that they're all on. You know what I mean? Like, that would really be... <laughs> like, New Kids on the Block, presented by Cologar. Sponsored by Lipitor, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. If you're going to be out there, say hello. Probably be at the wine garden beforehand and whatnot. Um, out at the uh, out at the out at the rodeo. Uh, it was a good point by you that it was ironic. I'm bringing up new kids after old school oh, business card time. Yeah, one of our listeners says Marky Mark says he could have stopped 9/11 if he were on the plane. I wonder how he said that because I do think like sometimes stupid people do forget that like no before 9/11 when there was a. Uh, when there was a hijacking, the expectation was that the plane would land somewhere and, yeah. uh, you know, there'd be a hostage situation and then hopefully you'd get off. The dumbest thing in the world before 9-11 would be to charge the cockpit right. and crash into the ground. That's why those, yes, the genuine, like, heroes that crashed the plane in Pennsylvania and everything were, yeah, they, at that point, they realized what was going to happen. Yep. So, I, yeah, I, I highly doubt... Depending on how Marky Mark said it, I highly doubt that he would have actually stopped 9-11 altogether. All right. Um, up next, we've got Crosstalk, brought to you by D&M Leasing. We'll talk to, um, to I don't know, is Lopez in today? I know Lopez has a wedding he's got to get to in New York this weekend. I'm not sure if John's in today. What happened tomorrow? Did you end up, uh, how long did you co-host for? What, uh, oh, yesterday, zero. Spillane made it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spillane okay. made it in time. Yeah, so I was, I, I, uh. I didn't have to work overtime yesterday, which is good for the company because I would have charged them time and a half for sure. Yeah. Who is the friend that Spillane was taking to the airport? Did you say know. who it was? I don't know. He didn't say. Say who the selfish bastard was? I didn't ask okay. him. I just thought it was silly that he was taking somebody to the airport. I forget. All right. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll find, I'm sure Lopez found out. If John's here, we'll do some crosstalk with John and Landry. And um, final predictions. Franchise tag today. What happens with Lamar Jackson? What happens with Daniel Jones? And uh, by tomorrow this time, we will know. We will get to that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Right, final segment. Brandon Scott is in for John Lopez today. So, as I suspected, Lopez on his way to New York City to get his uh, his final wedding in of his kids. At least with their first marriages. I don't want to curse them or anything, but uh, ah. you never know. <laughs> as my dad knows, you never know. Hey, it seems like people are getting divorced less lately. Is that is that true? I think or it's because of uh... inflation. <laughs> it's expensive to get divorced. Well, it's cheaper though. If uh, well, with the uh, yeah, I guess if your stuff's not worth as much as it used to be, dude. And uh, lawyers, yeah. lawyers. Oh, so the lawyers' price. Lawyers are pricey, okay. man. They're pricey when it comes oh, to it looks like, splitting up your stuff. Yes, it looks like it's uh, going. They fell to a fifty-year low in two thousand nineteen. Hmm. Now that was before, obviously, that Co- was before COVID. I feel like yeah. COVID drove the divorce rate up, probably. People having to spend a whole lot more time together than they were used to before. (laughs) It looks like it went down. Oh, boy, this is all over the place. Mm. You know when you get these these graphs that, like, instead of showing from 0 to 100%, it goes from, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Canada had a big drop. Well, COVID year. The COVID year, they plummeted. But it looks like in the 80s, like, the peak of divorces were, like, in the late 80s, Mm. early 90s. That was when everybody was still... Uh, it was uh, that. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a combination of that and like birth control from the from the like the sixties, seventies, eighties. People were realizing like, oh wait a second, things have changed, and uh, you know I don't have to be tied down to one person, or they got you know people were getting married later in life, or they didn't feel as dependent on their spouse. And then I feel like there was a boomerang all of a sudden where maybe people were more careful about getting married in the first place since their parents, like my parents got divorced and it was a pain in the butt. Yep. So I was like, well, all right, I'm going to take my time with this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like if I had jumped into it when I was 21 or something, it, it 100% would not have <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You got to like be not a, not a chance in hell. It would take your time out. kids. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good advice. Uh, by the way, Tyler Milner, Seth, uh, he has business cards. 
And he's the he might be the youngest person on our staff. So just so Good you know, job, Tyler Milner. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Milner, producer of the afternoon show, has business cards. Um, all right. So when we come in tomorrow, uh, is Lamar Jackson on the exclusive franchise tag with the Ravens? Is he on a non-exclusive franchise tag, which would allow teams to negotiate with him and offer him a deal when free agency hits and have to give yeah. up two first-round picks? Um, what what are we? Uh, what, what's Lamar Jackson's situation tomorrow when we get in? I I think Lamar Jackson goes. I think the Ravens give him the non-exclusive there, where he might feel like he can go out and find out what his value is. And some team that wants to take Lamar Jackson. Now it's a little dicey because teams teams are careful about doing. It. They don't want to be used. You know, like there might be teams out there that feel like, okay, ultimately. Lamar Jackson's going to end up back with the Ravens, and I don't want to just be used and not to mention maybe piss off the quarterback I already got on my roster to take a swing at, at Lamar Jackson. But it might be a method by which Lamar Jackson sees what's out there for him and is more likely to settle for whatever the Ravens are, are asking for. Maybe the Ravens come up off of their price a little bit if, if somebody makes a hard offer to Lamar Jackson. But if you think about what Lamar Jackson wants is $230 million guaranteed, which is the same Deshaun Watt, as Deshaun Watson got. Well, okay. Um, you know, the Browns gave up multiple high draft picks to get Deshaun Watson and then gave him that $230 million guaranteed. So if you're as sought after as Deshaun Watson, presumably some team out there is perfectly willing to give up two first-round picks and give you $230 million guaranteed. Yep. Um, if they don't, then okay, then maybe the, the Ravens have a point and that you can you can work on something different than the $230 million guaranteed. I hope you're right because that would be if, – if Lamar Jackson becomes a free agent, even one that's got the, you know, the albatross of the franchise tag around his neck, yeah. that becomes a really, really interesting storyline. You know what? What is his value? Do teams value him? I feel like the, feel like the New York Jets. I, I feel like the Jets are a team that would give up two firsts and pay him two hundred million dollars guaranteed. The owner yeah. has stated openly, "We need a quarterback." And and I'm with you. Earlier, I asked you the question: Would you rather give up two firsts to bring in Aaron Rodgers on his current deal, or would you rather give up two firsts to pay Lamar Jackson two hundred million guaranteed or two thirty, whatever it is? Um, you said Lamar Jackson, and I agree with you. He's younger. He's easier to like, less baggage. I'm, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm talking about when I don't – I don't mean as a fan. I mean, like, as – I feel like incorporating Aaron Rodgers into a new locker room at age 39 is quirky and weird and goofy as he is. Um, well, and it's not even that he's, like – he's not necessarily that outwardly – I mean, he's quirky and weird in, t- in terms of some of the things that he's into now. It goes against the grain of, like, your traditional NFL player – and yet, it's not. I don't think his personality on a day to day basis is necessarily abrasive. I just don't know how into it he is anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like he's just he's gotten a different view of life, and maybe it's taken him away from caring quite as much about football. And that's perfectly natural. It happens. I just don't want to be the team that's spending fifty million dollars for him to uh, explore all that life has to offer. I'm not just a football player, man. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that yeah, his weirdness sort of bleeds into the football part. That's the that's that's yeah. the thing for me. I uh, yeah, the divorce rate is the lowest it's been in forty years. By the way, <laughs> it is okay. Yeah. All right. I feel my mom and dad got divorced in like 1980, which was the peak. Which I feel like kind of like, all right, just just yeah. going into whatever is hot. Yeah, right? yeah. Like at the time, bad timing just, for you just, as a kid. 
it was know? fashionable at the moment, so right. you got divorced in 1979, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Be original. So it's really low now, huh? Yeah, it's really low. Okay. 2021, it was the lowest it's been in 40 years. Okay, okay. You mentioned inflation, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's expensive. To get divorced. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, people, and there, there, people I, I, you know, I, I wonder if marriage rates are, are lower, too, though. Like, it's yeah. just... It's just it's just more expensive to do everything. It is. Get married, get, get divorced, yeah. whatever it is you want to do. It costs more. Yeah. Feels People like definitely it. get married later, though, too. So they're not they're not rushing in, and they at least maybe have more of a, a sense of what they're getting into. There is no more empty big check that I've cut in my life, like where I feel like, what was that all for? <laughs> than yeah. to my lawyer and my divorce. That was, that was like, a, okay, boy, that just feels like that was money just... And I didn't, have a bad, I, didn't, I didn't have a bad the, lawyer or anything, you yeah. know, but like... No, but you had a lawyer. I, but I had a lawyer. And lawyers cost. Yeah, and I say this as someone whose son is in his second year of law school right now, and I hope he goes it and w- gets every penny that he can once he's out there practicing. Yeah. For whatever it's worth, the, the divorce rate had been plummeting, including in the time of extremely low interest rates, too. So this has been a... This has been a decade-long trend. Mm, the, okay. the, the divorce rate has gone This is down. good. It's yeah. a decade-long trend of people embracing the nuclear family once again. It seems like another thing people are doing is waiting until they have enough money to have like weddings in cool places. Like, yeah. I, I got some friends that just had, or a friend that just had a wedding in Cabo, and a bunch of people went out there. Destination you know, know weddings, man. Yeah, Lopez is in New York. I don't know exactly where their wedding's going to be, but they're in New York. Times Square. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a... I mean, not like right there in the middle of Times Square, but the hotel is in Times right. Square. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing. People are waiting until they get their money right. To do that's things. right. Uh, the voice you hear is that of Brandon Scott. He is in for John Lopez. Landry Locker is here as well. I got to ask B. Scott this because you're a native Houstonian, right, B. Scott? Right, yep, yep. Um, how are you feeling about the possibility of the Titans wearing the Oilers uniforms this season? Yeah, game? you know what? I, th- I think it's weird. More than anything, I've been kind of observing the mixed emotions about it. You know, you see, and it's even varying, like, ages. You see people that hate it, obviously, and for obvious reasons. And you got other people, like I just saw on – Sports Radio 610's Twitter, somebody responding to and saying, hey, who cares? Stop stalking your ex. Like, you've got a – I feel like there's a segment of the fan base that had a tie that's kind of over it and wants Houston to get over it, mm. the, the, the Love You Blue era and the Oilers era. So I, I just think it's interesting how you got, like, different people on different sides of it. All. Yeah. yeah. Landry's got a look on his face right now. What's going on, Landry? Welcome back. How you living, man? I'm good. I feel great. Living? I feel great. Yeah. Little disappointed in your movie recommendation, but other than that, I'm gonna. Try oh, to move past you went and it. saw Cocaine Bear. Gonna try to move past. I it. knew yeah. you wouldn't like it. As soon as I saw you said you were going based on my recommendation, I'm like, oh, you're not gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> you're I, definitely not I, gonna and, like and it. And I want to hear this too because I saw it too. So and I and I feel like I'm gonna be somewhere probably closer to your side on it, Sean. So my I, side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in terms of not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Like it, it was not like great well, cinema. I mean, anyone who took that serious, like, let's be serious. Right. Like, yeah, but I, like I had a good time in the movie. I did too. That's why I had fun. I, I laughed. I, fun. I laughed out loud a couple of times. I did too. I did too. There was Sometimes, a specific line I was expecting. We'll probably get into that later, and that I didn't get. But yeah, Landry, what what was the main thing you didn't like about it? I haven't seen it yet. There was just I didn't feel like there was any direction. I I don't know. It wasn't. Sean said it was like raunchy humor. I was expecting it wasn't. No, no, that, no, no, no. I said it was like horror movie humor. Like dark, not, yeah. dark humor. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like I guess I went humor. into it expecting it to be like more edgy, a little more edgy. I don't know. I just it was just it was just it flat out goofy. It, it, it did it's lack. Right. I'll give Landry. It did lack direction. Like the story. Like it wasn't a well written. Of course it did. It wasn't a well written <laughs> script by any means. <laughs> no. Did you, Landry? Were you hoping that it was a like you wanted a movie about a bear that like. 
had decided to do cocaine well, versus a bear that had accidentally done cocaine. Like a, a bear that was like, I'm going to do a boatload of coke and I'm going to go do some harm. Well, look, look, I'm not I'm not like trying to expect this to have like a goodwill hunting plot because there was actually a movie. <laughs> there was actually a preview in it. Uh, uh, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell being a dog voice. Yeah, straight. Where he's going to bite off someone's nuts. Like uh, that looked awesome. Yes, yeah, this was not good. this was not extreme enough, and it wasn't like serious enough. So it was just oh, kind wait, of wait, 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 wait. So there wasn't enough nut biting for you. Like the fact know. that didn't nobody get their nuts bitten off, what made yeah. it not, like not meet the standard? I, I don't that, know. That, that wasn't. Yeah. It I was me. expecting more goofy. It wasn't as goofy as I thought it would be, and it wasn't as like I, I don't know. It just seemed kind of kind of. It was just kind of there. No, I could. You know what? I know. What you, I think I know what you mean. Where sometimes a movie can't figure out what it's trying to be. Yeah. Like it's trying. Wait, is this actually like an action thriller, or is it a goofy comedy, or or what have you? I get yeah. that. I get. Yeah, that. I wanted it to be like extremely stupid, and it wasn't extremely stupid enough. And then it would like it was. Wasn't? I, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it was pretty damn stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about the, the, the bear, <laughs> bear doing cocaine, cocaine and, and chewing people up and throwing limbs at people, like yeah. like not limbs of trees, yeah. actual limbs of human beings. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> and children found cocaine. Like it was all kinds of right, cocaine right, right. shenanigans. That, a, you've that got happens. A, you've got a high, high bar for what what's considered goofy, or you know what's considered crazy, crazy humor. Um, but to each their own. Uh, I liked. It. I had fun. That's the main thing. Like I just did. You have fun? Yeah, I had fun. I had fun. Now I was drinking during the movie as well. Uh, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drinking during the movie. We went to IPIC. So what do you got going on on the show today? Uh, we got a lot. So we we talk about. The biggest concern for Bryce Young is actually the biggest concern for Anthony Richardson. And I come, I come with some facts. And some national media types, they're flat out lying when it comes to the way they're covering these quarterbacks. Yes. I, I don't know what's like. How, how are you going to lie this blatant when there are such receipts? It's, I can't wait. It's insane. To, I, I was in the lab yes. when you were concocting yes, that yes, segment. Yes. I'm looking oh, forward to that. Yeah, I feel like that. That, this is where, uh, what's his name, the old uh, safety quarterback is going to get some heat. Right? Who? The safety quarterback, Orlovsky. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh yep. my gosh, yes. man! What did? Oh, the yeah. safety quarterback. Yes. Yeah. My goodness, Dan, come on. Yeah, this yeah, will be, you know be fun I'm, audio. This yeah. is uh, the the movie I would compare Cocaine Bear to, based on my understanding of Landry's criticism of it, is the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where it starts off as like one kind of a movie, and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be some kind of weird fantasy thing, and then it turned into some completely other kind of movie, and the whole time you're just like, all right, what? Who are you, Walter Mitty, cocaine bear? Like, what the hell are you even? What are you trying to sell me on here? I just know I had fun, and that's all I wanted out of my 18 bucks that I spent to go. Seth Antibody. You're no better than Walter Mitty. Nope, and I never profess to be. Seth, antibodies to you. I'll see you tomorrow. Antibodies to you and the cocaine bear. Thank you very much. Uh, in the Loop is up next. Landry Locker, B. Scott, in for John Lopez. We will see all of you tomorrow. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Shut up. <laughs> Put this lotion on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.